In the fields of bodies burning As the war machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Poisoning their brainwashed minds Great song, War Pigs by Black Sabbath. Ozzy Osbourne, when you could actually understand what he was singing, didn't need subtitles for this. And it was the warning that has been made to our country over the years every time they banged the war drums, the generals, the Pentagon, the industrial war complex that General Eisenhower slash President Eisenhower warned us about upon his exit from the presidency when he turned it over to JFK in a heavily contested election over his vice president, Richard Nixon. We now know years later the Kennedys uh, stole that election in Cook County, a.k.a. Cook County. And Richard Nixon did not complain. He did not complain. But this song could have been played over and over again. The war of Vietnam, war pigs. The war in Iraq. War pigs. And now I've resurrected it. I revived it. I do realize, uh, Lou, that I did exile Ozzy Osbourne into the abyss for leaving Los Angeles, heading to London, and claiming he didn't trust the medical treatment or facilities provided in the United States. I said a double oofa to you, Ozzy, but I had to call you back to resurrect war pigs. And before we get into this, where I present my case to all of you, because everybody else is interested in war with Red China. I mean, all these chicken hawks. And I'm a chicken hawk because I never served in any of the five services of the United States. Neither the Coast Guard, the Air Force, the Marines, the Navy, or the Army. But one thing uh, I took my guidance from, Lou, is uh, Bernard McGurk. Now, I notice his plaque has been taken down in our studio here by Dan Herschel, our crack engineer. And uh, they are going to put it up in a permanent placement. So I thought momentarily, oh, my God, Bernard McGurk was out of sight, out of mind. And the reason it is so imperative that we see his name up there as we begin our broadcast morning, noon, and night, and we all broadcast from this studio, is because I remember in the aftermath of the attack of Iraq, triggered by Bush 43, triggered by Vice President Cheney, Rumsfeld, we can go right on down the list. There was one man who stood up against all others. And at that moment, it was Bernard McGurk, who was part of Imus in the Morning, both on television and in radio. And he was completely opposed to the invasion of Iraq. 
In fact, uh, Lou, just for old time's sake, can we go back to what Vice President Cheney was uh, doing, beating the drum of war against Saddam Hussein in Iraq over and over again? And I got on board, and I know many of you got on board, and we said we got to take out Saddam Hussein because he has weapons of mass destruction. Remember that? Simply stated, there is no doubt that Saddam Hussein now has weapons of mass destruction. There is no doubt that he is amassing them to use them against our friends, against our allies, and against us. Simply stated, there is no doubt that Saddam Hussein now has weapons of mass destruction. There is no doubt. And it was all lies. And the lies were repeated before the General Assembly of the United Nations by two boys from New York City who went to public high schools. Morris High School produced... Uh, oh, man, I can how you say it. He went in front of the United Nations General Assembly, Colin Powell, and made the case with George Tenet, the CIA director who came out of Astoria and went to Bronx High School of Science, and they swore they crossed their hearts and hoped to die and said that, yes, Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction, and that's why we had to go to war in Iraq. And what a mess it's been ever since. And in tribute to Bernard McGurk, he stood against all the criticism that was coming his way. People were calling him a traitor, a coward. He took a lot of abuse. To his credit, Donald Trump, citizen Donald Trump, was saying almost the same thing, but not as vociferously as Bernard McGurk. Every morning on the uh, Imus in the Morning Show as its producer and contributor and in its many TV appearances. Now, why do I, why do I signal to all of you how we need to get into the time machine and remember that time when almost everybody, like myself, was waving the white flag? No, waving the American flag, not the white flag, because that's what we accuse Bernard McGurk of doing, waving the white flag. We were flying the American flag. We were the patriots. We wanted to eliminate Saddam Hussein and the weapons of mass destruction, and now I'm hearing the same thing all over again because of this balloon that flew over our territory that was sent here by the Red Chinese. Naturally, Biden is weak, but Trump, you know, if Trump were president, Lou, according to our own Janine Pirro and almost everyone else, this would never have happened. Tyrus, I said the same thing this morning. I said this would never have happened under Donald Trump. Do you think they would dare come and spy? And by the way, China has confirmed that the balloon is there, but is theirs, but they claim that it's a civilian research airship. Well, what would happen if we sent a civilian research airship to China? We wouldn't get anywhere near China before they'd shoot it down. Judge, we send you two flights over Red China every day. We have satellites over Red China. They have satellites over the United States. And, yes, Donald Trump, when he was president, there were balloons that came within our territory, as there were initially when Joe Biden was president. So let's let's all take a chill pill. Let's remember what President Trump often said about Red China. And, by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China. China, China. China, 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 and you know China, 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 South China, China, China.
People say, oh, you don't like China. I like China. That was uh, then-President Donald Trump. In fact, let's sum it up. Let's sum it up. Donald Trump, sum it up for all of us what we've gone through in the past 72 hours of talk radio and talk TV. China all the time. Can I hear that one more time, Lou? China all the time. That's right, and they're beating the war drums. And nobody more than Gordon Chang. Lou, Gordon Chang was on with Sid and uh, friends this morning. He was on on every WABC radio program on Friday. He got so tired by the time he reached Rita Cosby at the end of the line. He was on every talk TV program, and he insisted that what the Red Chinese did in floating that balloon over the territorial part of the United States was an act of war. Committing an act of war. This is an act of war. This is an act of war. This is an act of war. An act of war. An act of war. war. Committing an act of war. Committing an act of war. This is an act of war. By the time he got through to the end of the day, Louis was all tired, all peaked out. Stop this nonsense, will you please? Now the retaliation is that we're going to shut down TikTok. Hey, oh yeah, that's that'll show the red Chinese. It was Cory Booker. By the way, uh, Lou, has Cory Booker found a boo yet to replace his other boo, his beard? Cory Booker was saying, that's right, we need to sever all ties with TikTok. So the Republicans and the Democrats are all united in this retaliatory effort against Emperor Xi behind the Great Wall of China. And how are we going to do that? We're going to shut down all TikTok accounts. And Cory Booker who is the most proficient in socially networking from his days as the missing in action mayor in Newark, New Jersey, when he was never there, has said he will give up his TikTok account. He's asking all other Democrats to do likewise and his fellow Republicans. And yes, it seems to be a bipartisan effort to show Emperor Xi he can't push us around. We're going to be closing down TikTok. How ridiculous is this? You want to go to war, huh? Over a freaking balloon. Again, let me repeat that we have 5,000 satellites circulating Mother Earth. 2,500 are active. 2,500 are space junk. Many of them are trained on Red China morning, noon, and night. The Red Chinese, they have 500 satellites circulating the Earth. And many of them are pointed right at the United States. We have U-2 planes almost every day going over the territory of Red China. And yet, all of a sudden, we're going to go to a war because we didn't shoot down a balloon. When it uh, was spotted by the Aleutian Islands near the Bering Strait, which was the route that we were told in elementary school that the indigenous people took from Euro-Asia across the frozen Bering Strait and came into the Western Hemisphere and actually introduced population. As the first people here before Christopher Columbus, before Eric the Red and Lee Ferrickson, and yes, before St. Brendan the Navigator. Knock this crap off. Meantime, of a much more serious nature, a 7.8 earthquake has rocked Turkey and Syria, followed by a 7.5 earthquake. People cannot go into their buildings. They fear that there will be aftershocks. And additional deaths, thousands have died already. And I know for many of you, you're saying, well, hey, you know, uh, Turks and Syrians. Well, let me tell you, 
It struck right in western New York, too. I don't know if it was an aftershock, but it's the curse of Kathy Crime Wave Hokum. Remember, that was her backyard there, Erie County. Oftentimes, when she was campaigning as lieutenant governor of then Andrew Evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo, against a whole host of Democratic challenges led by the public advocate uh, who uh, actually lives um, in Fort Hamilton. That's right, a man who hates the police, hates the prisons, lives in Fort Hamilton, the most secure place in New York City, proving that politicians, Democrats, and Republicans do as I say, not as I do. But in the case of Kathy Crime Wave Hokum, she had the biggest snowstorm ever in the history of Buffalo to clobber Erie County and the surrounding areas. And now they had a 3.8 Richter scale earthquake this morning at 6, in which people in Buffalo in nearby Lockport, Amherst, Cheektowaga, Tonawanda, all the way up to Niagara Falls, indicated that it felt like cars had crashed into their homes as they were rocked out of their beds. Now, I don't know if there'll be any aftershocks there, but all eyes are on what's happening in Turkey and Syria as we speak. And if you're not concerned about that, understand we have a lot of air bases in Turkey of particular importance to us keeping the peace in the Middle East and the Persian Gulf. So if you don't care about the Turks and you don't care about the Syrians, I do at least care about the many American personnel and civilians who are housed in Turkey to make sure that we're kept safe and secure from our enemies in the Middle East and the Persian Gulf. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Swagger man with no plan, never has a plan to deal with any of the many problems that plague us here in the city of New York. What did he decide to do on Friday night when the cold snap hit? Did he decide to shack out with veterans uh, over at Long Island City's uh, shelter for veterans? No, no, no. Didn't decide to do that. That's right by the Queensboro uh, Tunnel. No, didn't do that. Did he decide to go to any of the other shelters throughout the city of New York in which uh, American-born homeless are housed there, including MICA shelters, the most dangerous for the emotionally disturbed? No. Did he decide to go down on the E-train? Remember, I posted pictures uh, Friday morning when I was on with Sid Rosenberg. Noam Layden uh, posted it at WABCradio.com. You can see all the homeless sleeping on the E-train which uh, is the um, 
Moving Homeless Hotel in the subway system, it runs from World Trade Center to Jamaica Station. It's the only subway line that is completely underground, and it's packed with homeless and emotionally disturbed. Nope. He chose instead to go to the um, Cunard uh, Cruise Line Terminal in Red Hook and decided to sit down with the illegal homeless uh, there. At least they claimed they were homeless because he couldn't stay at the White Watson Hotel on 57th Street any longer. They were screaming, they were moaning and groaning, but who was there? Their amigo, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, watching TV and playing video games with them. Amigo, amigo, hey, amigo, Adams. Army terminal at the Herc with a lot of the men here, and I'm joined by Assemblyman Gibbs and my man Sham. You know, they came out. We're going to stay tonight with our brothers here and just let them know that we're all in this together. This is how you get through things. Right now, I'm at the World Cup, and I'm about to be here. You know that? <laughs> yeah, laughing at all of us, you suck at taxpayers. Now, what an idiot. Right? He said he slept like a baby. Meantime, if you're an illegal alien and you're planning a bum rush into the United States, and why wouldn't you? Nobody's going to stop you at the border. And you're watching this on Channel 41, Univision, Channel 47, Telemundo, all over the Spanish-speaking world throughout the Western Hemisphere, the West Indies and Caribbean. When you're asked, when you cross over the border into Texas... And you're asked, where do you want to go by Catholic Charities, which has gotten all the money, tax dollars from the federal government, to ship these illegal aliens uh, to wherever they want to go in the United States? When they're asked, where do you want to go? They're going to say, hey, hey, Lou, I want to go to Nueva York. I get to play video games with Mayor Adams. What a jerky boy. And then he says there's no room in the inn. This is just going to attract more illegal aliens to New York City. Thank God the New York Post followed up on the hors d'oeuvre that I served this past Wednesday at this very time where I talked about the pipeline that goes from New York City now to Canada in which the illegal aliens get to be reticketed at our taxpayers' expense. A lot better to spend the money that way and get them the hell out of here. And into Canada, you got to read it in today's New York Post, a great follow-up to what I had explained to all of you last Wednesday, February 1st, at this very time, at this very place, the headline is Migrants Abandoned, New York City for Canada with taxpayer-funded bus tickets. Well, let's go to my husband-in-law, David Patterson, the former governor. Yes, when he used to be my partner on AM 970, The Answer, four years I'll never get back in my life in the afternoons. One time I introduced him to my wife at the time, Mary, and like Henny Youngman, I said, Lou, here, here's my wife, take my wife, and guess what he did? He did! He's now married to Mary. He is the stepfather to my oldest son, Anthony, and he is a regular featured contributor to John Katsimatidis' 5 o'clock roundtable discussion and a regular guest on the interviews that John does Sunday mornings from 8 to 10, as he was yesterday. And here he's talking about the disparity between the illegal aliens, the way they're treated, and our American homeless. Not two blocks away from that hotel, there are other people out on the street who are homeless at this time of year. I mean, God forbid the temperatures this weekend with the wind chill factor were down to nearly zero degrees. And they have problems, too. And they are citizens of the United States. They live here. Good. 
Good, all right. But, but, but you're in favor of an asylum city, an asylum state, David Patterson, as you've always been. Come on. You're coming in the right direction. And then he said what I've been saying for weeks right here on WABC, that the asylum issue has just become a racket. It's a business. But I don't know that asylum isn't starting to become an industry because so many people are choosing to do this, and it is really creating an encumbrance on the city's resources. All right. Come on, Governor David Patterson, my husband-in-law. It's time to cross that Maginot line. Don't be an Eric Adams swagger man with no plan. You got a name and shame, as our colleague Bernard McGurk said on a regular basis. You got a name and shame. You can't just speak in generalities. Like, what's wrong, Governor David Patterson, in pointing to Cardinal Dolan, the head of Catholic Charities that has turned the asylum issue and illegal aliens into a cottage industry and a racket? These just aren't cases. These just aren't, uh, these just aren't problems. <clears throat> These just aren't statistics. These are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names and with dads and moms. They've had a terrible journey, but yet they're filled. They're, I don't see any animosity or any. They're filled with gratitude. They said people have helped us on the way. The church has been there. Really? Gratitude? How come nobody names and shames Cardinal Dolan? Are you afraid of Catholic charities, all of you out there? I'm not. And then what about the schmuck, the butts, Chuck E. Cheese, Schumer? Come on! Governor David Patterson, time to name and shame Governor, excuse me, Senator Schumer, who has encouraged the illegal aliens to keep coming. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. Or however many undocumented there are here, and he wants more to come because you Americans have shrugged your responsibility. You have not procreated enough, and you see, now we have no choice. We have no choice. So come on, Governor David Patterson. Come on, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. You're halfway to where I am. It's time, in the words of our colleague Bernard McGurk, to start naming and shaming. Speaking of Bernard McGurk, I have guardian angels at the scene right now. Hey, Noam Layden, our Cracker Jack uh, news team here at WABC. You think he can get a jump on this? They are at 1600 Randall Avenue in the Soundview section of the Bronx as we speak. It is a family shelter, and apparently there is a very heavy police presence. There was a series of shootings last night there at midnight, and as a result, the cops are out in full force to try to prevent gang retaliation. It's a beautiful building where these... Um, Homeless families and children are being housed, and now they have to hunker down because they're caught in the crossfire of the street gangs in the South Bronx who rule the streets. Not the NYPD. And who's been called in for backup? The Guardian Angels. Hey, let's get cracking on this story, Noam Laden. We're breaking news here. You're not hearing it anywhere else. But there is news that 
might well lead to a decision that the family is contemplating at Brookdale Hospital in Brownsville. Never ran, never will in Brownsville. Been to Brookdale many, many times for injuries uh, that I incurred in street battles in Brownsville, in East New York, and in Canarsie. I suggest to anybody, if you can go anywhere else other than Brookdale, do so. But in this particular case, the police had to rush their colleague to Brookdale Hospital, who had been out with his brother-in-law on the corner of Ruby Street and Linden Boulevard in East New York, 472 Ruby Street, right off of Dumont. And right away, I assume, when I first heard the report, that it was uh, police intervention from the 75th Precinct, or maybe the nearby 73rd Precinct in Brownsville. It wasn't. It was an off-duty police officer, not in uniform, in civilian garb, although he was carrying his uh, his department-issued uh, gun with his brother-in-law. And, Lou, they had uh, $24,000 in cash on them. And I'm saying to myself, all right, we want you to survive, and I know you're in intensive care, and it's touch and go in as to whether you will survive or not. But the question has to be asked, you... Uh, Worked at the 66th Precinct. Why would you go into the belly of the beast in East New York, the killing fields, with $24,000 in cash to try to buy a Honda Pilot on what has turned out to be a road to murder all over the country of late? Facebook's marketplace robbery. In fact, it had just hours before on Dumont Avenue and Ruby Street about 710 on Friday, a person was trying to make a purchase, and they got held up for $18,000. They were trying to buy a car on Facebook Marketplace.com. Uh, and let me tell you something. Start looking at that. There are these kind of murders that are taking place all over the United States. And in this case, they were lured into the backyard by the thug who said, Guys, come back here. You can see the Honda Pilot right here. And then he pulls out his 9mm and he shoots the off-duty police officer in the head. The brother-in-law of the cop pulls out the uh, police officer's weapon and fires five times at the thug who escaped in a BMW. He's on the lam. But this is a story that needs to be fleshed out. Look, why the hell would anybody go into East New York or Brownsville trying to buy a car with loot? Uh, am I profiling that area? Hell yes, as I've always done, because I've lived there. Cleveland Street at the end of the number three train. I've lived on Osborne and Hegeman in the heart of Brownsville. And if I didn't profile in the time I was there, I would have been dead on arrival when they took me to Brookdale. So this is a story, Lou, to be continued. Please say your prayers for the family and for the fellow police officers of the police officer who is in a fight for his life in the ICU in Brookdale. But that doesn't mean we can't ask other questions like, why the hell were you in East New York with $24,000 in cash thinking you could walk in and walk out without any problem whatsoever? Spectacular! Now, here's the Sid Wrap-Up. Boy and your daddy's You're the end of the rainbow. As 
very surprised that Sid this morning when I joined him at 7.05, as I will on Wednesday and Friday. He was uh, lamenting to his former Internet radio partner and radio uh, sports partner years ago uh, about Harry Styles winning album of the year. He likes Harry Styles, obviously not Beyonce, Thunder Thighs. I don't like her either. But he was talking about his daughter, Ava, and I thought for sure... That Lou, uh, he would have thought of a Lifetime Achievement Award for Al Martino. His great song. Remember, he was Johnny Fontaine in The Godfather in the wedding scene that was shot out in Staten Island. But this is one of his all-time classics, Daddy's Little Girl. Right? Because, hey, Sid feels for his daughter who's away in Wales, Ava. And I think this would have been appropriate, a Lifetime Achievement Award for Al Martino, a.k.a. Johnny Fontaine, probably uh, who developed his fame from that movie, even though he was a great, great singer. But let's uh, let's cut to brass tacks. When I walked in today, I saw, gee, right there, full page ad, 28, New York Post, all in color. I thought it was Sid Rosenberg and friends. Sid Rosenberg and the Hollywood Squares. Very upset because... Well, what, what, what's the matter? What uh, you mentioned the full-page ad. I'm looking at it now. Magnificent here. And all in color. But you mentioned Joan Rivers. Yes. And Joan Rivers, who came out of East New York, Brooklyn, went to Thomas Jefferson High School. Okay. I mean, she was the best. And she used to be in... Uh, the Hollywood Stars, remember? The Hollywood Squares. Hollywood Squares. Yes, which uh, often the uh, that middle box was owned by Paul Lind, a homosexual friend of yours. Uh, why am I in the middle box here? <laughs> what are you suggesting here? My very point. He was an angry, mean, drunk, homosexual. Right. And you, and it's, this is it, Hollywood Squares, and I'm in the middle box here. Oh, that's funny. What, what are you trying to say by this? I wish I could take credit for it, but to be honest, I had nothing to do with the actual position of the 12 people. Oh, yes, you did. Oh, yes, you did. Notice he said the 12 people. Who was the 13th? The Judas, Sid Rosenberg. He took how many pieces of silver to put me right in that Paul Lynn Middle box of Hollywood squares. But anyway, get it. It's a keeper. Page 28 of today's New York Post. But my other enemy, because, you know, for all the friends that Sid has, I've developed enemies amongst all 12 of them. Make that 11, because I'm included in the 12. I'm really a fiend and a foe, not a friend. I've decided to take on former Congressman Peter King, who would not let me preemptively launch a strike against an American traitor who has become a symbol of the red Chinese menace. And let me mention my, my now uh, enemy, Peter King, congressman uh, from... Uh, Wait a second. Oh, Wait a second. Last week, you said Andrew Giuliani, who's on now with me twice a week. I think he's here tomorrow. I'm not even sure. He was my enemy last week. Right. So, now, so you've gone from and two of the greatest... People you'll ever meet, Andrew Giuliani and Peter King. Let me King? tell you why, because, you know, I was having flashbacks when I watched when I watched the balloon float down <laughs> yeah. over the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> all the golfers stopped golfing at Myrtle Beach. You know, there are more golf courses in Myrtle Beach than there are people in houses. It's gorgeous. Eh? They all stopped golfing to watch that beautiful balloon <laughs> just fall out of the sky. And I said to myself, 
That Peter King, he wouldn't let me begin the war against the Red Chinese. What? Sat in a restaurant, Peter King and his lovely wife. Vito Fasella and his lovely wife, which years ago was in the Upper East Side, a five-star, top-shelf Italian restaurant that I couldn't even afford a tip at, never mind paying for the entrees and the hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> yeah. And we're talking because they're doing some kind of petition at that time. And I look across from me, and I saw Mao Zedong, a black Mao Zedong. What? A supporter oh, of the Red Chinese. He's dead. He's dead, Mao Zedong. No, he's not dead. He's they not have, dead. They have a statue outside of him, of him in an arena in China. <laughs> Stefan Marbury. I said, you who were knocking boots with the Knicks and then the Nets, and you went to Georgia Tech, and you went to Lincoln High School, and now you're a traditor. You're with Red China. And he had this big, fat mama with him. She must have been like 900 pounds, you know. And he was salivating over her. And Peter King goes to me, please, don't start any trouble. You know, we're here with our wives. Vito is saying, please, please, don't set it off. And now I'm can't, I fornicating him, mad-dogging him. And likewise, she wants to set it off with me. Right then and there, we could have settled this once and for all. And Peter King wouldn't let me do it. Vito Fasella wouldn't let me do it. Said I had flashbacks. I could have settled all scores right there with Stefan Marbury. By the way, I did applaud. Sid Rosenberg, and any one of you out there who are Jews who did not go to your local Chinese restaurant, your tradition on Sunday nights, and order your general sow or whatever the hell that uh, plate is in uh, defiance of Red China that flew that balloon over the United States, right? (sighs) You're all warmongers. You want to go to war against Red China. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.